is Bloomberg Surveillance. Monetary policy at the near zero lower bound should be asymmetric. They should be looking to overshoot rather than undershoot. The market, after many years of these low rates and QEs, has, has lost some of its calibration. We have the highest level of inequality of any of the advanced countries. When you start looking at these statistics, you have to be worried. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning, everybody. This is Bloomberg Surveillance on Bloomberg Radio. I'm Michael McKee, along with David Gura, Tom Keen. Can you believe we're saying Tom Keen is on vacation? <laughs> he left me a very handy packet of things to do to prep for the show, uh, 50 pages of foundational text. They, actually, <laughs> yeah, they actually just, you know, they, they took a steam shovel and, uh, and, and forced him out the door. We're playing Where in the World is Tom Keen? And we have mentioned that... Uh, they accept dollars where he is. He has sand between his toes, and they drive on the left-hand side. Um, the primary agriculture product, maize. There you go. And fish. <laughs> so uh, if that can help anybody figure out where Tom Keat is, our, our terrific uh, executive producer, uh, Rachel is uh, running a Where in the World is Tom Keen contest on Twitter. Surely there's a good prize for this. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think I'm ineligible. A surveillance since I know where he is. Like um, yeah. And you can torture me. And I'll probably tell you. No. <laughs> All right. We have uh, more breaking news, David. Priceline says its CEO has resigned. And what's interesting about this is that uh, they're saying it is for a personal conduct issue. Uh, they are not saying what it is, so uh, leaving people to to guess at that. Um, see if there's anything additional here. Uh, Darren Houston has resigned. He uh, apparently had a CEO relationship with a non-direct report. Interesting. You're not supposed to do that, no. right? Um, and so uh, they have now appointed uh, Jeffrey Boyd, he's the chairman and former CEO, as the interim CEO and president. Well, the uh, board conducts a search for a successor. Let me see if we have, uh, we don't have any trading in the early hours, uh, and they have put a halt on uh, on trading. There hadn't been any yet, but right now um, there's a halt on Priceline shares. So um, Darren Houston, the CEO of Priceline, out. Priceline, of course, the... Uh travel website, owner of many travel websites, including Kayak and Booking.com and the like. It has been an extraordinarily busy morning. Uh, We have this news. Uh, We have the uh, mergers uh, out there, Uh, AbbVie buying Stemcentrics and uh, Abbott buying uh, the folks at St. Jude. We have a number of earnings. Ford, 68 cents a share. The estimate was for 84 cents. UPS, $1.27. The estimate was for $1.22. Bristol Myers, 74. Uh, the estimate was for 65 cents. So you would think we would be having an update in the markets. <laughs> would you not? <laughs> you would be incorrect. There you go. Uh, right now, S&P futures are uh, down 15 points. Dow futures down 142. Uh, let me mention, we're brought to you by Cone Resnick. Accounting, tax, and advisory. Trust Cone Resnick for the strategy and insight your business needs to move forward. Find out what Cone Resnick thinks and sign up for insights at coneresnick.com. It, oh, there's another one. Uh, we've got more earnings out. MasterCard. First quarter earnings per share, 86 cents, uh, 85 cents was the consensus forecast. So definitely, uh, 
uh, we will uh, top that kind of morning Absolutely. in terms of earning re- releases. But, David, it's it, oddly enough, it's all about something that didn't happen last <laughs> night. We were all waiting with, with bated breath, those of us who were awake, for the news uh, out of the Bank of Japan yesterday, uh, the meeting there, the two-day meeting there, wrapping up in the middle of the night. And what ended up happening here, the Bank of Japan deciding not to do uh, much of anything, really, continuing with the, the rates that it set in place, uh, opted for holding off on expanding its monetary stimulus, uh, a sort of wait-and-see approach, I guess you could say. And that, of course, came on the heels of uh, other central bank news, uh, the Fed, Federal Reserve meeting in Washington, concluding that meeting yesterday. There was no news conference to follow that. We got a statement from the Fed. Uh, people were parsing that. You were parsing that in the immediate aftermath there for uh, some language there on the balance of risk, and we found that that was, uh, that was absent. Yeah, well, you know, the Fed reaction was kind of as expected because people didn't think anything would happen. But there were a lot of people long going into the uh, Bank of Japan meeting, or in terms of the yen, extremely short. And no matter which one of those two sides of the trade you had, you lose the yen, 108.17, gaining 3%. One of the most rapid appreciations the yen seen in the last decade. Jane Folio is a senior currency strategist at Rabobank. Uh, Jane uh, people really seem to have been caught wrong-footed in the currency market by the Bank of Japan lack of action. Indeed, a really big movement we saw in, on the back of uh, the, in, the the non-move or the non-policy decision from the Bank of Japan. Now, of course, I suppose if we look through the statement of, from the Bank of Japan, if we look really through the minutes that we've had from the, the January the 29th meeting, too, we do find some clues as to their inaction. And, of course, this is probably picked up more by economists into yesterday's meeting, more by the market, because what's the market clearly was very shocked. If you look at some surveys of economists, well, it was only just about a consensus view in favour of further action. Many economists out there thinking that they would stand pat and of course this does go back to the fact that last January or in January there was no strong consensus in favour of the interest rate move. Four out of the nine members of the committee dissented. They were worried about that negative interest rate move and again uh, in the meetings this week the statement that we saw this morning suggests that two members uh, really didn't want that negative interest rate to, to, to remain. So given that delay of dissent, I think perhaps some of the economists did pick up on the fact that uh, the Bank of Japan was going to sit back and sit, sit or stay pat and really wait for the dust to settle. There's a lot of criticism over the, the implications of that negative interest rate uh, decision in January. Jane, let's talk a bit about that 2% inflation target. I think this was the fourth time uh, in about a year that the Bank of Japan delayed uh, the time frame for reaching that target. The Bank of Japan now saying they're going to hit at some point in fiscal year 2017. How big a deal is that? Well, again, it is a big deal, but again, it's not particularly shocking. As you say, this is around about the fourth time in a short period of time. For 25 years or so, the Bank of Japan has found it really difficult to try uh, engage uh, some uh, price movement upwards. So from, from that point of view, not a surprise, but it is a worry. But of course, uh, we very much focus on the level of dollar yen, and we, we say, well, how are they going to how are they going to do this with with dollar uh, yen at these sorts of levels? Surely, a move at 120 would be more conducive to this inflation uh, uh, target. And that's true. But we've got to remember that the yen was weakening really quite significantly uh, in recent years. And that means that on many measures that the yen is still undervalued. It's still a cheap currency, meaning that it should still be doing some work in trying to push uh, 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 prices higher. But the fact of the matter is, is that 
it isn't just Japan that is seeing some slower growth pressures. We're seeing this, of course, in, in many economies. And uh, with, with, with China, uh, still a concern, really, for Japan, that they are going to find it difficult to, to really push uh, inflation up towards their target. We see Euro-Yen gapping uh, also, 122.74. So uh, this is going to be bad news for Japan in many different currencies. Do you think the Bank of Japan needs to address the currency's level, or is this going to be short-lived enough that they can focus on uh, on, on their waiting game? Well, of course, often for a central bank, it's, it's, it's currency stability that they really want. And, and if they have a, a relative stable or, or a period of stability in the currency, it's easier to deal with. Now, if we look at the Bank of Japan's measure of the trade-weighted index for, for uh, the Japanese economy, last year that hit its lowest level since 1973. Now, uh, we know that it's pushed higher since last year, and it is firmer. But from that perspective, it's still relatively cheap. Now, they don't like the volatility. We've seen a lot of volatility this year. Uh, but if it were uh, to be more stable, it is better for investment. It's better for uh, uh, companies uh, setting wages, etc. So I think some stability is what they want. And clearly, yes, a weaker yen would be very, very useful. But of course, uh, the Bank of Japan, Ministry of Finance, they don't have full control over their currency because it is a safe haven uh, uh, currency. It is it, it, it's something that the, the market buys when, when they are worried. And if we do have another bout of risk aversion this year, it is likely that the yen will remain on a firm footing. Just lastly here in these last few seconds, I wonder how well the the Bank of Japan is telegraphing what it intends to do. We we saw this uh, balloon floated here of, of, you know, working with the banks to encourage them to to lend. That did not happen. But uh, how would you assess its its communication abilities here? Well, well, certainly since Friday, really not good. I mean, the market clearly anticipated that they would do something. That was on that message that we saw on Friday, that they could be a negative interest rate applied to some bank loans and try and take the pressure off of, of banks' balance sheets. Japanese banks do appear to be under pressure. They haven't recovered in the, in the stock market since January the 29th in that negative interest rate decision. And many people are concerned that if, if banks come under pressure, then, then access to cheap credit could also be stressed. So there are big concerns over the banking sector right now, and the Bank of Japan does need to reassure participants. Jane Foley, Senior Currency Strategist at Rabobank, thanks for joining us this morning. The Abbott St. Jude call is underway, and uh, Abbott officials are saying the St. Jude buy will yield $500 million, half a billion dollars in synergies by 2020. That's the first headline out of that call. And let's check in with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines. Michael. Mike, David, thank you very much. Bernie Sanders says he will be laying off hundreds of paid staffers with his presidential campaign. Sanders told the New York Times our resources will be allocated to the 14 contests that remain. A Sanders spokesman says the campaign would continue to have a staff from 1,000 to more than 300. A Syrian monitoring group and a first responders team say new airstrikes on the rebel-held part of the city of Aleppo have killed 20 people. That brings the death toll in Aleppo in the past 24 hours to at least 61. South Korea says North Korea apparently fired an intermediate-range missile today, but that missile crashed moments after liftoff. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Mike Lubar. Mike, David. Thank you, Michael. We're keeping an eye on uh, Abbott and St. Jude shares. $25 billion merger today. Abbott 
Seems to be losing ground, down 9% right now, but uh, St. Jude shares up 25%. Much more coming up here on Bloomberg Surveillance. We'll continue to chew over that news from the Bank of Japan with John Vale, currency strategist at Nico. We'll also be talking about the latest GDP numbers coming out here at 8.30 Wall Street time. That's coming up on Bloomberg Surveillance.